Welcome to Improbable Walks, the podcast that brings you to the streets of Paris, wherever you are. My name is Lisa Passold, and I'm a writer and traveler who loves to walk in the city of light. Every episode, we step into history by strolling down a different block of the city, exploring buildings and people of the past and of the present. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your time and ears. If you're just discovering the podcast, please check out my website, lisapassol.com, for photos, previous streets, and more information. You can support this free podcast by visiting my Patreon page, patreon.com slash lisapassold. Patreon has just redone their site, and it should be even easier for you to use, and sign up for postcards and other insider details through them. You can encourage this podcast by subscribing to Improbable Walks, which lets you know when our new monthly episode is posted and helps Improbable Walks to find new listeners. Today, we're on the left bank near the Pont d'Alma, strolling down a short and very useful street. Well, useful for me, because this is the one block long street which takes me to the American Library in Paris. So welcome to the chic little Rue du Général Camus, nestled at the foot of the Eiffel Tower. We'll start our stroll at the corner nearest the Tour Eiffel, on the corner of Avenue de la Bourdonnais, which is a large boulevard leading away from the Seine. The avenue is lined with elegant apartment buildings and a scattering of tourist shops and cafes. If you have a sudden need to buy a beret or a drink a coffee, you'll have lots of options right near the corner of General Camus. You also get a great view of Gustave Eiffel's great metal asparagus, which is what Parisians disparagingly first called the tower when it was going up in 1887. The Tour Eiffel was supposed to be temporary, but 130 years later, it's still here, and the streets nestled in its shadow have evolved into a lovely residential neighborhood. For Anglophones living in Paris, this area has two huge advantages. One is the large park, the Champ de Mars, at the foot of the Eiffel Tower. This is a great place if you're used to the large parks of London or New York and you want room to run and stretch, instead of just formally strolling through the smaller pocket parks in all the neighborhoods of the city. For more information about the Champ de Mars, you can check out my Season 2, Episode 6, Improbable Walk, The Fields of Mars, from November 2021. But from my point of view, the biggest secret advantage of this neighborhood is the wonderful American Library of Paris. So let's walk across Avenue de la Bourdonnais and enjoy the short, single block of Rue du Général Camus. Now, the street is named for Jacques Camus, who was born in 1792. Camus came up through the ranks in Napoleon's army to become a senator during the Second Empire. There's no special reason why this little street is named for him. But if you walk here today, you'll first notice the elementary school on the south side of the street, which is named for Eiffel. Almost immediately, you come to number 10, General Camus, which is the address of the American Library. 
The front door is set in a very normal-looking Paris apartment building. The library owes its existence to more than two million books that were shipped to U.S. soldiers serving abroad in 1917 by the American Library Association's Library War Service. This essentially created the library in Paris, which became an independent nonprofit in May 1920. This means the library was open during the Roaring Twenties in Paris, and people from Edith Wharton to Ernest Hemingway took advantage of this English-language collection. The American Library in Paris was radical when it opened, because the City of Light has a great history of libraries, but it does not have traditionally open shelves, by which I mean shelves where the public can wander around in the library browsing. Stumbling into a book you never knew was out there, for me, is the perfect way to use a library. And in fact, when the American library first opened, it was the only place in Paris where you could do that for library shelves. These days, of course, it's much more common in French libraries to have open shelves. The American Library in Paris today also has fantastic children's books with all kinds of reading activities and special programming. Originally, the library was at 10 Rue de l'Elysée, but in the 1930s, the library moved and then prepared for war. The soldiers' service got books to the Allied troops. Meanwhile, the brave library staff delivered books personally to their Jewish members when they were no longer allowed to visit libraries because of the fascist rules. It's for history like this that the American Library in Paris well deserves its ex libris label, which is pasted into every one of its books. The motto reads, After the darkness of war, the light of books. If you're intrigued by the library's history, you might enjoy a beautiful novel by Janet Skeslin Charles, which is set in the American Library. Janet worked here at one point, and she's a great writer and a friend. Her novel, The Paris Library, is fantastic, and I'll put a link to it on my website. To use the library, you have to be a member. Their website outlines the details, which also gives you access to some really nice workspaces. The library was extensively renovated a few years ago, making the space very bright and user-friendly. The front magazine space is very relaxing, but I usually work in the reference room. Library events are open to everyone. They do great readings, interviews, and other book-related stuff, both live and virtually. For now, let's get back to the street itself and keep walking down the north side of the Rue Camus. The side windows of the library look out onto the small garden of the next landmark. The middle of the block is taken up by a classy 1950s building designed by architect Jean Gainsbourg. Gainsbourg is an interesting man. He was the son of a Jewish chemist and studied with one of my favorite Parisian architects, Robert Mallet Stevens. You can check out my improbable walk from January 2022, Architects of the Modern, where I talk about the wonderful, charming Mallet Stevens. Jean Ginsburg not only studied with RMS, but one of Ginsburg's buildings is actually just around the corner from the alley featured in that Architects of the Modern Walk. Ginsburg worked steadily through the 20th century with many works in Paris. His specialty was apartment buildings like this one. 
Walking here, what you notice most is the beautiful 1950s mosaic mural that runs along the sidewalk for a couple of meters. It's a superb red and black geometric by Victor Vasarly, who is a Hungarian Parisian artist. As we continue down the rest of the street, looking ahead to the end of the block, you may glimpse a wild-looking Art Nouveau building through the trees. Rue du Général Camus ends at a T-junction with busy Avenue Rapp. And if we cross here, we end up right in front of a gorgeous Art Nouveau apartment, number 29, Avenue Rapp. The building was designed by Jules Lavirotte, and sometimes the building is called the Lavirotte. Other times it's referred to as the Bigot building, because Alexandre Bigot is the ceramicist that created the tiles on the facade and entranceway. I've talked about Bigot before. He was a brilliant tile maker from Normandy. He studied chemistry and designed innovative tiles for some of my favorite Paris Art Nouveau masterpieces, including Hector Guimard's Castle Béranger and the wild Passage d'Enfer building down in Montparnasse. Now this address at the T-junction of General Camus and Avenue Rapp has a lot of Art Nouveau sculptural madness going on across the facade. Four different artists worked on the stone, and there are several theories about the main sculpture over the door, a lady in a fox collar. My favorite theory is that the lady was Lavirot's wife, and this is a portrait of her presiding over the lizards, peacocks, and all sorts of other craziness going on in the facade's asymmetrical magnificence. To wrap up this walk, you might grab a bite for lunch in one of the restaurants near the corner here. If you sit outside, you can gaze out at the Art Nouveau building. If you enjoyed this improbable walk, please subscribe to the podcast. For further photos and details about the walk, please visit my website, lisapassel.com. If you're looking for further links and extra information, you can support this free podcast by visiting my Patreon page, patreon.com slash lisapasseld. Many thanks, as always, to my tiny podcast team, Bremner Fletcher for tech help and David Simmons for the atmospheric accordion theme music. Until the next time, we go walking into Paris history together.